Glows. It's your girl, Felasha Day, the Accountability Accountant, guys. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Money Zone on RipRadioNetwork.com. Guys, and I'm just so excited. Like tonight is a night that might be cringeworthy, maybe a little bit uncomfortable for you. You might see me get a little bit uh, a little bit uncomfortable because we're talking about mental health and your money. So if you don't know, stress is the number one silent killer, which they say that stress is mostly caused from money problems. Okay. So we have tonight's guest, Ari, um, Ari Michelle coming on and me and her are I'm going to talk about um, the problems, the pros and cons around mental health and your money stability and everything else. So I'm just so excited. Um, so if I were you guys, you may want to grab a piece of paper, well, grab some water or grab a drink. I don't know, whatever libation you want, grab that libation, grab your pen, grab your paper. And honestly, let's let's put our accountability hats on tonight. So we can kind of clear up whatever money blocks um, that we have um, that we're facing with now. Quick little break. Um, but before we do that, please share the video. If you're watching us on Facebook or um, Twitter, please share the video with your friends. Um, and if you're watching on Radio Network um, as well, you can share the video with your friends and everything else. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick a quick break and we'll be right back.
your refund is not something extra, okay? That's another thing. Y'all see here, not even understanding that if you broke, you do need to find somebody to help you with your coins. I don't know why y'all think that accountants and financial advisors only work for the rich. Hell no. I had to financially advise myself to even get to where I am now. Shit, when I was getting refunds, I had to financially advise myself on how to use the refunds. Like, guys, my story, I used my actual tax refund to build my business. I really did. I had Brim. I was, what, Brim was born 2012. Started the business 2011, August. I got my refund, and I put it right back into the business. I didn't have employees then. I didn't have a big office. I didn't have all of the stuff that we got right now, right? I put it back into the business. So I had to financially advise myself, too. So regardless of how much money you have or how much money you don't have, are you being smart with what you have? Are you going to do right? By with, with what you have Make some investments Save some stuff Start your business Do some things But the last thing that I want you guys to do Is just fuck it up And that's been one of my drinks I'm, and I'm, That's my little drink song man. No, that's the last thing I want you guys to do Because we're still treading light waters right now y'all I don't know when we're going to get out of all of this mess And I don't see anything happening overnight because there's too much policies happening. They haven't even really niched down and say who deserves what, who's supposed to get what. Biden is putting in so many executive orders and doing so much that they're blindly not even seeing that we're developing more and more problems as we're growing, as we're moving. But that's another story. We talk about taxes. Do not File your taxes via TurboTax. I know you cheapskates and all y'all like flush it. Here you go again with this nonsense. Y'all know every year I say it because I want you guys to do better. And let me give you a real live example of why TurboTax is never really that satisfying for all of you. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back. So just to give you guys a heads up, I'm redesigning the house and you see some stuff moved around in the back. Let me, let me, let me turn it a little like this. Okay. Yeah. So I'm redesigning the whole space, but on another note, guys, um, tonight's topic and tonight's guest, it's coming at a, an amazing time because many of you have received the PPP. You've gotten the EIDL. Some of your businesses are blossoming. Some of your businesses are struggling right now. Um, so we have Ari Michelle coming on. She is the money queen behind Badass Bougie Babe LLC with over seven years of uh, seven years in the industry. She is an experienced accountant, guys, and CFO. She brings along the knowledge and financial strategy that has helped um, dozens of companies. Um, from startup stage to multi-seven figures grow. When she's not crunching numbers, you can usually find her playing with her toddler, traveling, or studying subconscious behavior. Guys, help me welcome the money queen, Ari, to the money zone. Hi. How's it going? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. So did I pronounce your name correctly? Yes, yes, Ari is that's perfect. 
Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the Money Zone. And I honestly feel like this is a really, really good time because many people have um, their stimulus checks, their refund, mm -hmm. the EIDL, the PPP, everybody's slight rich. However, we will see a downturn in their finances once all of that money runs out. Um, mm -hmm. Once able to get the second round of the PPP girl. So I know that this talk that we're going to have tonight is going to be extremely essential because there is an underlying premise and connection between your mental health and your money. So, all right, when you're talking with your clients, right? Like what is one of the first thing core questions that you ask them to see where they are or how um, stable, how mentally stable they are regarding their finances. Yeah. So we talk a lot about um, habits, right? So when you have money, uh, what do you go do with it? Right. What are your typical spending habits when you, um, when you're spending on yourself, when you're spending on somebody else, when money is tight, right? Like what are the habits that you have that are currently either, you know, because our habits create our life. So what is either serving you that is working and you're like, great, let's do more of that. Or it's not working and it's like, okay, cool. Like this is where we start. This is what um, isn't working. So let's, let's go on ahead and start with that. And so taking a look at your current habits, whether they're good, bad, and different, like, and being able to let go of judgment of them and just say, well, this is what I'm doing, right? Like, and whether you could say, like, this is what I'm doing and it's so horrible and, and that's going to be harder to shift. But if you can just say, this is what I'm doing and I either like it and it's giving me the results I want or I don't like it and it's not, um, and then we'll start with that. Mm. You know, I really like that approach because I feel as though your habits, your disciplines and your routines tell you a lot about the person, but also your habits and the way that you spend money tells um, you when myself a lot when it comes down to handling people with their finances. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed a distinct connection between a person's confidence and their spending habits? Um, I would say like more than confidence, it's like self-trust, right? So it's like, I can be a very confident person, but if I don't trust that, you know, if you give me $5,000, if I don't trust that I'm going to do things with it that serve me or that I'm going to take good care of it and I don't trust myself in that, I'm automatically like at risk for, for doing things that don't serve me. Yeah. My connection might be horrible. And I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but it might be mine. And I switched it over thinking I was rolling today. Apparently not with the break. Um, but you know what? When you're, when you're breaking um, barriers and, you know, the devil know that if we can break some money barriers tonight, okay, that we're going to have a much more stable, financially free individual. So guess what? That will be people closer to what he don't want, which is success. And Amen. So we want to. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So when you're working with the client, right? You said you notice the first thing is their habits. Okay. Um, do you start off with the traditional budget um, to really see where their mindset is and the habits and their spending patterns? What tool would be, would you use initially um, to really figure out and understand your client? 
Yeah. So I use a mix of um, personal development along with traditional accounting tools. So we actually will first, I will look at your Myers-Briggs. I will look at your Enneagram. I'll look at your human design if you're a little bit more woo, um, because my goal is to figure out who are you naturally and how can we just use that to to like work with what you've already got going, right? Instead of trying to work against what naturally comes, let's work with that. Um, and then we'll take the budget and we'll see, okay, well, where are you spending? Um, and, and then combine those two together. So as an example, um, I'm an ENFP. We're basically... Uh, like the golden retrievers of the Myers-Briggs world. We just want to have fun. We just want to love everybody. <laughs> and and that honestly led me into a lot of financial trouble, right? Like I just want to go on vacation. I just want to buy things. And so I had to learn, okay, you know, through through many years of trying to like just be disciplined and just like buckle down and just do it, Um I learned, okay, well, if that's how I naturally am, how can I gamify savings and paying off debt in a way that feels the same way as buying a plane ticket? And now I can use that to my advantage and uh, work with myself instead of against, you know? Yeah. You know, that's I, I, I like that approach. Um, the reason why is because it takes away from, well, first of all, you know how to approach your client automatically. You know what their weaknesses are, the strengths, you know how to play, you know a little bit more about them so you can play around. Um, but what I'm noticing is that um, when we do use um, uh, systems, um, like you mentioned, does it really give you the data and the core information that you need to better serve them? So for example, if I'm coming to you now to help you manage my money and mm-hmm. you go ahead and do all the tests on me, uh, we go to, we do our consult, you do the budget, you do everything. From your experience, have using that initial um, testing requirements, what, what did you call it? I don't, I don't, I don't even know what the name was. Yeah. What we call it. Yeah. Myers-Briggs is typically. Okay. I've heard of it, but I don't use it. Okay, the Myers-Briggs. So do you automatically, once they're done with the budget, do you see the Myers-Briggs assessment was correct? Or you have to now use um, your own personal techniques to really get through to the client? Um, it's usually personal techniques. Uh, what the Myers-Briggs and what the personality tests allow me to do is really like see you, right? So um, in personal finance, especially, we're told a very specific set of rules that are you're either good at money if you follow these rules or you're just not good at money if you don't follow these rules. And so people come to me and they feel shame. They feel guilt. They're upset. They feel like, I, you know, I'm just never going to get this right. I just don't get why. It's just math. Why can't, why can't, what's wrong with me? Right. That I just I can't get this right. And so by using these tools, I'm able to see them as an individual and say, OK, well, like there's nothing wrong with you. You're just using the wrong tactics. You're 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 using the wrong strategies. So it's not you. That's the issue. It is just we just got to try something different. And so by using those tools, it the release of shame and the release of guilt is the biggest step a person can make because you're not going to make any progress if you just feel like shit, basically. you know, like you're not, you're not going to get any better. So that's really why I start there. You know, I like that. Okay. So now let me ask you one question. When we go 
when you go and say, okay, we got, you have your client, you got them set up, they're onboarded. Now you, you did your Myers-Briggs exam, they did the budget. Okay, so now in terms of their mental health, Mm-hmm. What is one of the core one of the core factors that you noticed um, when you're going to now evaluate whether or not that person is mentally stable and that money is the the problem that's causing them to be um, unstable unstable? So when I look at mental health and money, money is oh did I freeze? Am I okay? No, I was freezing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, money is our sense of security, right? If I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my house or I can't put food on my kid's table, how can I possibly go out and function in the world as my best self, right? I'm operating from fear. I'm operating from anxiety. I just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm stuck. Um, and so when, when I look at money and mental health together, I try to look at ways where in the budget basically can we start to create space between um, when things start to fall off. If, if you've ever struggled with mental health, right? Like you can be totally fine one day and then like, boom, a depressive episode just hits and you're like, ah, I can't get out of bed. Like what, what the heck? Um, so how can we begin to create space between when, when that moment hits for you and when you fall off the cliff, right? Like if I have, $5,000 in the bank, I can feel better. Like if I'm like, okay, I need to miss a day of work and it sucks and I don't want to, but like, I can't do that. Um, but I've got five grand in the bank. So I know if I miss a day of work, we're okay. But if I've got $12 in the bank, I'm not okay. And now I'm freaking out on top of it. And I, I can't function. Like I, you literally will lose executive function in your brain um, when you get to that point. So my first goal is to say, okay, where can we find buffer between what you make and what you spend? Where can we start building savings? Um, and I, I focus on savings first versus paying off debt, which a lot of people don't agree with me on that. But when, especially if you've dealt with mental health issues, um, that space is, that gives you freedom. It gives you choice. It gives you um, peace of mind more than anything else. And that that's a huge deal. You're not frozen on my end, if that helps. I'm okay. You just yeah. Yeah, I'm frozen on my end. Oh no. Okay. 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 So, you know, when we're um, in the black community, uh, money, we're always hustling, always hustling on the move. And growing up, I know that I've never really heard many conversations about mental health at all. And we never really discussed money at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, if you're coming from that particular background where money was never discussed, mental health was never discussed, but your client is um, financially unstable and you know they're on, on the verge of losing their home, where would you start to really get them to come off the ledge and um, take a step back because I think most people don't understand that money may even be the cause of their stress. Um, Mm -hmm. So in case, where do you start outside of the testing, the budgets, you know, you have, um, and, and I'm mixed. So I do understand what you're like. We don't, we don't talk about it. Right. And I, I think, 
um, historically, we didn't we didn't have room to talk about it, right? Like we got things to do, we got moves to make, we don't have time to stop and and sit in bed for three days. Like that's just it just is what it is. We don't have that option. Um and I think the the honest like you you have to get honest. So if I'm constantly like running from it because I never knew that that was an option to even talk about it, like you got to get honest with yourself and stop, stop hiding. Like before we do a budget, right? Before you take a, take a personality test, you have to come to a realization that, um, and, and get like brutally honest and it will hurt. And I remember when I got my, like started on this path of financial freedom, um, like it hurt. I was like, there's no way I fucked up this much. Like there's no way. Um, but if you don't get honest with yourself, you can't fix it. Um, so honesty, forgiveness, And then um, asking for help. Like if you, if you, do you have people in your life that you can communicate, you know, hey, I'm having a really hard time. And sometimes just getting it off your chest can be a good place to start. But um, the, like practically, right. So like the, the first place I would start is writing out all my expenses. And then, um, I, I actually, my number one tip is go through the last three months of bank statements. And so you print them out for all your different accounts that you've got, checking, savings, credit cards, whatever, print out the last three months of statements and you grab three highlighter colors. Color number one is I love this thing. I need this thing. It brings joy to my life. It uh, serves its purpose. I love it. I'm keeping it. Okay. Color number two is the color that it's like, well, like I need this thing, but like this specific thing that I'm paying for is not the correct thing for me. It just, you know, maybe like for me, actually, I had to get really real with myself a couple of years ago. Um, It was my rent. Like, obviously, I need to pay rent. I need a home. But I hated where I lived. I hated it. And and so eventually that turned into color number two. I need it, but I need to find another solution. Maybe that is cheaper or whatever. And then color number three is the like, what? What? What was this? Why did I buy that? And what I find is that color number three, people usually find a good three to $500 on the first go around a month that they're like, wow, I did not realize I was spending, you know, $200 a month at Starbucks. Starbucks is not bad, but $200 a month, you know, doesn't serve you spending that at Starbucks. Now, maybe you spend $50 a month and all of a sudden, boom, that's 150 bucks a month in your pocket. And you have that space and that space gets created. And that's where I start with most people because you don't, it's the, it's the little tiny leaks, you know, you just don't even realize yeah. $5, $10 yeah. here. And, and then you're like, I don't even like it that much. So that's where I'd start. I love that. I love what you said. You said um, you need to be honest. So I'm going to just take it a bit further, guys, because honesty open up the doors for your level of accountability. Mm-hmm. The moment that you're not honest with yourself, you cannot really break the barriers. And right now, many of you are not able to attain the five-figure months that you want, the six, you know, the four-figure months that you want in terms of your finances because you have not been one honest um, in mm-hmm. terms of what your weaknesses are, what problems that you may face. And in three, the less honest you are, the less accountable you are. Um, so from that sense, many of you need to, after we have this discussion with Ari tonight, you really need to ask yourself, what are you being dishonest about with your finances mm-hmm. that may be causing you to have sleepless nights? Um, so during the pandemic, have you seen a surge in depression 
Or since everybody has been receiving all of the funding you've seen, maybe more people are static. Like, I don't want to go to work, girl. I'm, I'm okay. All right, look at the bank account, girl. I'm rolling. How, how has it been talking with your clients? <laughs> I've seen such an increase in depression, anxiety, um, and... Okay. What was that? I said I wasn't Sorry. hoping... I was hoping that you would sing more happiness, like, girl, I'm doing good, I'm, you know, um, yeah. I know. I mean, I'm seeing definitely, like, peaks, right? Like, people that were maybe, like, in a rough place, and then they get the PPP, and all of a sudden, you've got, like, 15 grand, and yeah. you're like, okay, we can flow. Like, we've, we've, I've got hope, right? So, like, you might still be depressed, but, like, at least you've got some hope. Um, <laughs> so, I'm seeing a lot more of that, but unfortunately, um, both financially, right, like, there's, there's this constant... And like when you start to study like your your body and like your nervous system, you've got right, you got like your fight, flight, and freeze response. And so what's happening to people's bodies is we are constantly for the last almost, you know, over a year now, we have been under this um unseen threat. I can't fight it, right? Like I can't go put on my my gloves and like get it. And and I can't run from it. Like there's nowhere to go. I'm stuck in my house, right? I can't. Um, like the only real option is freeze. And that is typically where depression comes from is like our body's response and trying to like, just like be like a possum and die for a second. Um, and so, so we've got this kind of like constant, like our body's like, there's an enemy, like we got to fight, like we got to do something. And like, we have nothing we can do. Right. And then on top of that, this sense of security and like, there's this false sense of security. And so like, there are some people that are, you know, Hey, I got a few dollars and I've, I've thankfully been able to help a lot of people take those dollars and like flip it into more, which now they've got something sustainable that they can rely on a month or two months or six months from now. Um, but when we kind of latch a lot of people have unfortunately latched onto this like false sense of security and it actually is heightening the um the the fight flight freeze response because we don't know when it's going to end right like they keep extending it and it's a little bit more hope and a little bit more hope and like oh great you know pua is extended and that's that's wonderful but like what what's going to happen in six months and like our our subconscious knows that is like this is nice, but I don't really trust it. <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah, we're, I'm, I'm really nervous about the future and like what that holds for, for like mental health, what that holds for stability, like, at, like a year from now, like what, what the hell? I don't know. I don't know. So from your experience, do you think that uh, money-induced mental health, well, whatever, yeah, money-induced mental health is caused by individuals not being able to make enough in terms like the minimum wage, salary basis, or the mere fact that they're self-imposed because of their spending habits and disciplines? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to say both because like if like if you're not making enough, Right. Like there is a like a certain dollar amount that is just not enough. It's just like, you know, when I look at you got rent and you've got to eat and you got student loans, and you got to drive and you got, you know, and like like you can't, in, in my personal opinion, to live a life only on necessities and the clothes off your back is uh, cause for a lot of depression and anxiety as well. Right. Because life is meant to be like enjoyed and pleasurable. And if it's literally like I all I need is, you know beans and rice to survive like 
that that's going to cause anxiety as well. Um, but like you cannot like out earn a spending problem. I mean, I, at yeah. a, I guess at a certain level you can, uh, but like, that's a pretty, I don't know about you, but like, I can always make up more things to purchase. Like so you can't out earn a spending problem. And so if you know, in your heart of hearts that like, even if more money came your way, it would, you'd end up in the exact same box. Like that is going to cause you anxiety because now all of a sudden, even making more money, it feels unsafe because it's like, if I make more money, I should be better. And if I'm not now, I've got this guilt of like, shit, like, I, you know, I make six grand a month and I'm still struggling the same as when I made two grand a month. And now I can't even go tell anybody because they're going to be like, wait a minute. I thought you tripled your income. Like you should be just fine. <laughs> now I'm ashamed. <laughs> the walk of guilt. Okay, guys. So we are just starting to get into the conversation. If you are just tuning into the money zone on ripradionetwork.com, I'm your host, Velocity, the accountable accountability, the accountability accountant guys. I have Ari Michelle in the building. Um, and we're talking about um, the connection between your money and your mental health. And I know many of you that watch The Money Zone, you guys are entrepreneurs, so your mental health might be quite unstable right now, or you may be um, flowing and no longer hustling, or you may have been in the situation that I was in when I started my business and you were on edge financially. Don't know where you're going to um, make your next dollar. You're out there hustling every day so you can make ends meet while you're still building your business. So tonight's show... Um, we're just beginning, guys. We're going to have Ari come and give you guys a few tips on how to better manage um, your stress if it's um, money-induced. Um, but then also, guys, take into consideration what we just talked about. We talked about your habits. We talked about uh, what you have going on, your spending. Um, we talked about a little bit about budgeting. So you guys may need to ask yourself some hardcore questions. Mm -hmm. um, are you spending the money on what you are supposed to? And are you really setting yourself up for failure or success? And are you causing your own stress? Oh, that run. <laughs> are you causing your own stress? So, guys, what we're going to do, um, we're going to take a quick little break. But I advise you guys to grab your pen and your paper for your, your few um tips that I is going to give, um, but then do me guys, do me one favor, head over to Instagram and follow Ari at Bad As Budget Babe on Instagram and Bad As Budget Babe on Facebook as well. Hit over those platforms and follow her and let her know Day, um sent you. And then do me one favor again, share the video guys, and we will be back after our break in about four minutes. See you in a little bit. forward slash TMZ, all caps, get notified, and look out for what we have coming out in store and all of our guests coming on the show, guys. Tonight was amazing. I hope, I hope that you guys learned a lot.
Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Um, I'm Falasha Day, the Accountability Accountant Guys. We have Ari Michelle here from the Bad Ass Budget Babe. We were talking about, guys, the conversation was just really getting started. Y'all know, kind of start off a little slow, but it started in our energy and then I stopped and roll. Um, so guys, we were on a roll and we were starting to talk about um, the different patterns, um, the, the habits behind um, money issues. We were starting to go into like what we experienced in our communities about money. The conversation was just starting to get good. Okay. And we also realized that your level of honesty impacts your level of accountability which also prevents you from being able to make your money because you have money blocks. So many of you may not understand this. You may be financially strapped right now, or you may be hurting right now, but it may be due to the fact that you're not mentally stable. You have some type of mental health um, that may be caused because you may not make enough money or because you have poor spending habits or because you just lack the discipline um, and saving and really getting into a very secure spot. So we're going to now dive into some ways that you guys can manage your mental health. Um, if you're having, if it, if it's caused by, if it's caused by money issues. So Ari, what are three steps well, three things that an individual can do if they're stressed out, having a mental breakdown because of money. Yeah. So um, first things first is uh, and this this might seem like it doesn't really matter. Right. Because like money is like go get a job and go make some money. Um, but a focus on uh, regulating your nervous system will change your entire life. So um, once again, going back to that fight or flight response if if having money or not having money or something in between those two things feels unsafe, well, my body is going to do whatever it needs to do to convince me that we're going to be safe if we like do this thing. Right. So whether that is overspending, whether that is not having a job that like sustains me, whether that is burning out because I'm just going to hustle all day long, like whatever I think the answer is um, by regulating your nervous system, you're going to change your entire life, not just your money. So practical things you can do every single day, um, getting up and stretching, even if it's just for like two minutes right after you get out of bed in the morning, um, breath work, uh, fire breathing. I, if you just YouTube that, it, like I'll do it for like 30 seconds at a time. And, and that's huge. Um, you know, working out, eating well, like take care of your body. You've only got one and its whole job is just to keep you alive. Okay. So if, if you get, make that a little bit easier, money's going to become easy because it's not your, like your stress response is going to take longer to activate when like there's, you know, no actual stress around. So that would be thing number one is focus on uh, regulating your nervous system. You can Google um, good ways to do that and it will it will change your entire existence. Next is to get very, very real with where are you spending and does it actually like spark joy? Like Marie Kondo, right? Your finances go through and, you know, like as an example, um, what really started me on my money journey is I was a sophomore in college. I was studying accounting, right? So I like knew the the number stuff. And I went to go move into my first apartment out of the dorms. And even though I worked three jobs, I was working about 50 hours a week, going to school full time, and I had no money to buy furniture. And I was like, well, then what the 
what, where did all my money go? And I like looked in my closet and it was like, oh, oh you go shopping every week. Um, and, and I, the, the truth of the matter is I didn't, it didn't even make me that happy to buy clothing. Like I really don't care about clothing that much. That's just not one of my things. But like, if I was sad, like something bad happened in my day, I was going yeah. to the mall. Oh, we're celebrating because something good happened. Let's go to the mall. You're bored. Guess where I was, right? And all of a sudden, and so that realization of like, hold up, I'm spending all my money on clothing and I don't even care about it that much. It's not actually making me happy. I feel better in the moment because I bought some stuff, but like, I'm not actually happy that I have a new dress in the closet. And so by getting really real with myself and like looking at where is my money actually going and does that line up with the life that I actually want to live? And getting just very honest with that. And I, I mean, I don't remember the last time I bought new clothes now because it just like, like I kind of only buy them when I need them, but that's for me, right? I will buy a plane ticket at the, at the drop of a hat. You just have to be like, Hey, do you, you want to go to Mexico? And I'll be like, great. Like, here's my plane ticket. So I know that that supports me. And so, um, step three then is to, um, set aside money for those things. So every single time that I get paid a certain number, like a certain percentage goes towards savings, like just like general savings, a certain percentage goes towards paying off debt and a certain percentage goes into my like travel fund. I also have an education fund because I know as an entrepreneur, there is always some course or coach or program that I'm going to want to buy. That's going to help me grow my business. And so Instead of what I used to do, which was the thing would come and I would say, yes, I'm going to buy it because it makes me happy. And then I would blow my whole budget. Instead, there's a line item in my budget that is a a certain percentage. The more I make, the more money goes in those accounts, the more fun I get to have. And, And so instead of being surprised, basically, that like I bought a plane ticket, I just I learned that that is who I am and I planned for it. So step one, regulate your nervous system. Step two, get very real about what you're spending and what you want to be spending on. And then step three, plan for those things that you know that you want. And, you know, when I started, I I distinctly remember when I started my business, um, my fun fund, I literally I, I went and bought ice cream. That's all I could afford. It was about $3 in there. Like that was, li- that was literally it. Um, but I was so proud of myself. I was like, I put, I, I'm having fun. I am doing what I'm going to do. And, and I started that from the beginning. It was 1% of my income, right? Like it was nothing. And, um, but like now it has grown. And by using percentages, it like my funds grow with me and I'm very prepared. And, and, you know, sometimes I've got to like, you know, there's a, a coach I want to hire and she's way more than what's left in the account. And then I can like budget, I can plan for that. And it can be very intentional purchase um, that I've thought through, but the impulse stuff, it's like, cool, there's money, there's money set aside for that. I already know I'm an impulsive person. So let me just like stop screwing myself over and just like work with it. Mm. I love that art. So guys, she said, regulate your nervous system. And she gave you guys stretch, workout, take care of your body, do meditation, do your yoga, do all of that stuff. Um, and that will help you better manage uh, whatever stress that you're under at the moment. She also said, evaluate. So this is that accountability, that honesty here, guys, evaluate your spending. Okay. She, she has her own um, process. 
glasses and guys so if you're interested and you like what she said that she does um which it sounds so soothing um and also fun because when you start of the last call you can be like oh that's my fun stuff um so yes um, if you like her approach with that, um, and it feels stress-free, then you definitely want to reach out to Ari. And then she said, last but not least, save for what you want, save for what you want. Um, and really just, even if it's a dollar that you're able to save, it doesn't really matter the amount guys. It's also just about building the habit. And mm -hmm. then once you how much disposable income you have after you've built the habit of saving, then now you can now invest and save. Well, you can save more and then eventually start to um, invest. So I basically call number three, proactive spending and money management. So guys, I never um, like reactiveness. I am not a reactive accountant. Um, I'm very proactive and try to be ahead of head of the game and head of the ball. And so with you guys, for you to be a little bit more secure, I advise you guys just to be very proactive. You know, you've been thinking about that vacation right now and you and your girls are planning on going on going in August. So why not be proactive? And even if you guys don't go in August, you will have a little cushion that you can move over, invest, maybe do whatever else that you decide to do. But don't look at um, building a savings as being so daunting, okay? Mm -hmm. um, also, um, I consider mostly, you know, when you guys go and budget to be planning. You're just planning to be able to be financially free. That's all we tell you. You plan to be financially free. Don't wait until your back is against the wall and you're looking at us like, when you know you were supposed to be saving and being proactive, guys, plan, plan, plan. And the way that you plan is through your budgets, okay? Yeah. Um, you use your budget to plan so you guys can be um, free. So this was really, really good, guys. Um, so think about what you're doing um, and how that makes you feel. And then honestly, um, I've noticed that when I'm working out every day and I'm on my discipline, I feel so much better. Like, even if I'm not stressed about me, um, I just feel good. So I can imagine if when I was struggling financially, I didn't work out at that time. I Now, looking back when you said that, I probably would have been able to push it an extra hour in the office to maybe make more sales calls or something. All right. If I did work out, because I would have had another. Um, additional adrenaline. So, what, what do they say? Some, 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 some stuff um, rolling through my system. I would have been a little bit more energized. So, you feel the way you guys. You need to make yourself feel good because um, you know we we know how it is when you guys are not feeling yourself. So, this was good. So, I hope you guys have your notes. Um, and you're really going to look in the like my man David Goggins would say. Oh, I hate when I say this. Your accountability mirror. When you look in your accountability mirror tonight, ask yourself these three questions. If number one, are you stressed? And is it is the stress induced because of money? If mm -hmm. it is, write down what's stressing you out. So now this leads into my next question, Ari. So we have the three steps to um, manage our mental state if we're stressed about finances. So if you are, let's say we, 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 you're not working with the client, they're not in your face, they're not one of your one-on-one clients, and they saw your website or something, um, let me rephrase the question. 
if the person is stressed out about money and you're not able to touch them physically and work with them one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. What type of book or tool or resource that you would um, recommend um, that they need to really break um, the money, well, the, the stress-induced um, money issues? Yes. Okay, so books. Um, I love good books. So I've got so many recommendations. If you want very practical, here is six weeks to get your shit together kind of advice. Um, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Siti. He is a personal finance expert. I highly recommend following him. He's very no nonsense, but he understands human psychology. So he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't BS around. Love him. If you are finding your your having a lot of mindset blocks with money more so than like like ma- money is really is just adding and subtracting right so if you're if you're kind of like well I kind of I know the things I'm supposed to be doing but I I'm feeling a lot of resistance um I really like the book You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sapiro uh, I think I'm saying her last name wrong uh, love that book great mindset book um. And if you do not mind, like, old, uh, like, The Richest Man in Babylon is a long, long standing favorite. But, like, you kind of got to get through the, like, way that they talk. Hard. <laughs> that one was a hard read for me. That right. was, I, did that, I, did that, I had to find the audio version, already because it was hard. It was a hard read. Very hard <laughs> yes. read. Yes. If you can't, like, it's like, it's this thick, but like, it takes me so long to get through it because I have to like adjust, but it's, I reread it at least once a year because it is always like, it is timeless. Um, so those are my top three books. Um, and then as far as practical, like what you can go do literally like tonight. Okay. Favorite, favorite thing. Um, and I do have a like workbook masterclass available. It's $3. Um, uh, it's at badassbudgetbabe.com slash money dates. And it's literally, so I call them money dates. I learned this. This was like the thing that changed the game for me that someone taught me. And you literally take yourself out on a date, right? So when like currently I try to do my money dates at like a park outdoors or like a rooftop bar, something that just makes me feel like luxurious and fancy. When I first started, I literally like, I could, I could hardly afford Starbucks. So like I did my money dates at Starbucks and it was like a special treat. Right. Um, but you set up an environment and then once the pandemic hit, I used to just like, I had like a special coffee that I drank or like I'll drink a mimosa or something like that. Um, but you set the stage, take yourself on a date, right? So this is something you want to go to light the candles, get the wine, get, you know, charge your crystals, whatever your thing is that is like, this is a date. I feel special. I feel rich. I feel luxurious. And you're going to create this environment. And in this environment, this is when you're going to pull out your your spending plan or your budget. Um, this is when you're going to pull out your bank statements. And um, I have a whole workbook that you guys can walk through, but you can do it on your own. Um, but this is where you ask, you, you know, start with gratitude. This is where I am thankful. Like, this is what I'm thankful for this week. And I do this every single week, right? So it takes me about 15 to 30 minutes now. When I started, it did take me a good, like, hour and a half, two hours because, like, my money was just all over the place. Um, But 
you like, this is where you deep dive in and you really look at, you know, what did I make this week? And did I like the ways that I make money? How, you know, how can I make more money in that way? Did I hate how I made money? What, what did I hate about it? How can I shift the way that I earn my income? What did I spend money on? Did I, did I love it? Did I hate it? How can I do more of it if I loved it? Right. And so you're really just getting in there and on a week by week basis, you're looking at what are my goals for the month, for the quarter, for the year? Am I on track? Am I not on track? And you're, you're having this loving conversation with yourself and what's going to happen is practically right you've gone through your budget you're comparing where am i at have i overspent am i on pace um and then the question then becomes what do i do next week to get closer to my goals right and you're so it's week by week you're you're not far off right if you're if you messed up this week like that's fine like it's it's only been one week it's not that long um you can just do something different next week and by creating this like loving date like environment, um, you end up with this almost like a like a Pavlovian response. Right. So when you think of money, you think of luxury and you think of this date and you think of love. And like those two um, things start being connected to one another. And so it will. It, I promise you do money dates for one whole month. Do them every, you know, put it on the calendar. It is a date. I usually try to do mine like Saturday or Sunday mornings um, before my my toddler wakes up. And I, I if you're if you have not changed your life in one week or in one month, I mean, of doing these, I like I will stop talking about them forever. I swear they're that good. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're having fun and we're talking about money. Time always flies, guys. So let me just do a brief recap. And don't forget, guys, head over to Instagram. Follow her at Bad As Budget Babe on Instagram and Bad As Budget Babe on Facebook. She also said if you go to maybe the link on her Instagram, she has a three dollar um, yeah. um planner or something that you guys can use to at least start tonight because yeah. you're breaking your money barriers today will allow you to make. Um, more money um, tomorrow. And guys, if you are not, um, if you have not joined our mailing, mailing list yet, please go to tmbit.ly forward slash TMZ. Get notified. Um, one thing I can say before we leave tonight's call is that it may seem like it's a lot. Like when you hear about the budgeting and the saving and then taking the pictures of the receipts and doing all of this, guys, we're in a society that requires you guys to have control over your money. This is why it, you to have proper record keeping for me to beat a IRS audit twofold. So just think about it like this. The more intimate you become with your finances, the better off you will be down the line. Yes. And it's all around the habits, the disciplines, and your desires. When you connect those three things, three things together, guys, you can live the life um, that you desire. So please head over to Badass Budget Bay on Instagram and Facebook. Follow Ari. Um, guys, don't forget to join our mailing list. And we will see you guys next week Tuesday. Bye, Ari. Thank, Thank you. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.